We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, everything, everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About. She's Lisa V. And he's Randall Keith. And this is Brunch Culture, the weekly show where everything is up for discussion. And let's start off with talking about this cold that I got. <laughs> or that I'm getting. You okay up there? <clears throat> so I'm apologizing in advance. I think I'm all right, but I'm going to apologize in advance just in case like y'all hear me hacking and coughing. I'm really trying to make it. I got a cough drop in my mouth. I'm drinking all kinds of waters and teas. I, I think everybody hate being sick, but I really, really hate being sick. And I don't know what this is or where it came from, but it's like kicking my behind. Yes, but we here. Okay. We here. I understand. It's that season, though, to get sick when you're in between. Like, did, how how has the weather been in DC? <clears throat> it's been weird. So it, it'll be like for the longest time, it was kind of like manageable. So maybe Sunday. Yeah, Sunday I was out, and it wasn't like super cold. The sun was shining, but then it went from that to being stupid cold. And so at first, I thought it was, and I still think this might be like my sinuses. Like it could just be. You know, my sinuses are inflamed, but I started coughing and I can't go to sleep and I can't breathe. I feel like I got like a bunch of hot dogs in my throat. Like, it's just, it's weird. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I know here in Florida, it is very hot. And then I, it got cold like one day, but then I thought it was going to be cold the next day. And I went outside with long a sweater and it was hot. So yeah. it's, it's just, it's weird. I think everywhere the global warming is real, yo. Yeah, this get sick weather is real. And I'm not trying to. I hate being sick. I'm tired of being sick. You know, I, I think everybody again. Everybody don't like it, but I feel like it's just an extra level of like annoyance, and I can't deal with this. Like I, be, I almost become like baby. Like, like mm-hmm. I just want to lay in the bed. I really just want somebody to like rub on my head and to like I don't know feed me fried chicken, and I can just like, lay in the bed. <laughs> That's like my they, thing. They say men when they get sick, they become like that. Yeah, I like, really. Like. I am the definition of like. I just don't want to do nothing. Like, I just want to lay here and do something that makes me feel good. Just rub my head and let me watch TV and like give me a fried chicken wing and I'll be all right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <coughs> I, I'm. So you need sorry, that. Guys. You need that Diddy service. That did his service? You know, he got... I saw him on Instagram. He was like... He just got people, like, catering to his every want and desire at all times. Like, they helping uh, tie his shoes. Somebody giving him a back massage. It's just that's like... Every, ta- yeah, that sounds real he good. He gets a facial. Like, yeah. It's my student loans that's making this. It's getting in the way, though. I can't get there with these dang old student loans. <laughs> you think if I wrote... If I tweeted, did he'll pay my loans? I don't I doubt it. He don't seem like that kind of giver. No. He giver, but he just don't randomly give on social media with That's the right. man. I feel like he feel like you gotta earn money, he earned it. Yeah, you got 
you got to be in probably like a real, real tough situation. Like, yeah. And he got to understand that situation. It can't be just like you tough. It got to really resonate with him on a deep level for him to give to you. I feel like that's the type of person he is. But he's trying to buy these Panthers, though, which is <sighs> cool. He's been saying he wanted the NFL team when this whole thing went down. Um, but now the Panthers uh, owner is is uh, selling it because of his sexual misconduct. And um, so, yeah, he's about, he's he met with some investors, him, Colin Kaepernick. Um, and I think it was Steph he, Curry, right? Steph Curry too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but Collins said he wanted in, and that'd be co- so cool if he got if he became an owner, right? Yeah, yeah. So. I wonder if he can become a majority owner. I don't know if he has enough money to become a majority owner, but that would be dope. Even if he was just if he was just a, own, a part owner, minority owner, anyway. Yeah, I think he, beca- he would have to be minority owner. Okay, because <laughs> I was gonna say if even if he became like a majority owner, that would be dope. But just in general, like somebody just becoming. Having like that black ownership, mm-hmm. yeah, it would have yeah. to be an investment group because I know I was reading that I think Shot Khan brought the Jags for like it was like seven hundred or something million. So, but he's worth like eight point nine billion or something. So mm-hmm. it's like a fraction of his. Diddy hasn't reached the million dollar. Um, so I doubt he would. And um, I I believe the Carolina Panthers are just a bigger um, team with who they have as a starting quarterback, mm-hmm. Cam Newton. So I would imagine it would be close to the billion dollar mark for that. So I know Diddy doesn't. He's not even worth that. And that I thought, means I that thought Diddy did cross the billion. He didn't cross the billion yet. Oh, it was no. Michael Jordan that crossed the billion. Yeah. He doesn't have that as far as if he's just worth, he's worth like a half a billion. Right. But, you know, worth and liquid worth assets it. Yeah, yeah. is completely different. So I don't even know how much he has in liquid to allocate to that. Well, that would, be, would I mean, definitely need a team of investors. Yeah. Either way, though, it would be really dope. It would be really dope to see it happen um, and it come, it come, it come to pass. It'll be interesting too to see what types of things that will change and just kind of like the management overall of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there'll be a lot of stuff that shakes up. What was really, I don't even want to say frustrating cause it's not surprising, but I feel like it kind of pushed the, the narrative and the understanding of us having why we, we are so, we have to have these conversations about what it means to be black and for people saying stupid stuff. Did you see the news anchors that, where basically, like, it looks like he was high. It looks like he's been smoking and, and drinking a 40. Yeah, I saw that. That was ignorant. Yeah, it was just, like, real stupid. But I think it goes to show, and I kept seeing people make this point, which I just wanted to reiterate, which is this is why we tell people, you know, black people that become successful, like, yo, you rolling with non-black people, you rolling with white people, you rolling with, you know, people all the time and just kind of being like, oh, well, I'm not that kind of black person. At the end of the day, you know, no matter how much success or wealth you attain, at the end of the day, people are going to see you as one thing and one thing only. And so he this, was black. The man who did that was black. That's the crazy thing. Exactly. And so <laughs> it's those people that's like, no matter what, you'll always be reduced to something ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Like drinking a 40, like, come on, yo, like what, what smoking? How, how you, there's a picture of this guy. There's a picture. There's a picture of Diddy with like shades on. He looks like he's been smoking. How? 
because he got on shades. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just real. He looked like he walked outside. That's it. Exactly. That's like, oh, say. that's the thing. So that was just really dumb. And I feel like I was watching him like, this is why we have to have these conversations. This is why we have to press stuff and not to get off topic. But this is why I was even more sad about News One Now ending because it's like we need to have people that are call folks out um in a in the in the same medium in like a visual a visual uh set <clears throat> a visual media set so that like people can see it the same way that you know they said that and people were able to see it we also need people that's going to like press upon those things that happen but i just thought it was real ignorant and real stupid and like yo this man has all of these millions of dollars and you think he's sitting he has his own vodka line you think he's drinking a 40 like come on yo <laughs> get out of here yeah he's on vodka and tequila line i think that he has tequila and a water yeah. and you think that this dude is just drinking a 40 oh okay all right cool. <laughs> it's almost as yeah. dumb as this dang on tax bill <clears throat> yeah tax cut for the the uh, wealthy where the trickle down um, as we had already talked about the the problematic um, thing with the trickle down is if they were already on this trickle down they would just cut their bonuses um, and yeah let that trickle down obviously it, just, it makes more sense to some people that just happened so it, it actually passed um, it's just going to the president now for the president to sign it into law He's going to sign it Friday. I just saw a headline on CNN. Gotcha. Which is, <laughs> you know, the world is shifting. And um, it really, really, really saddens me and, and frustrates me because I remember finding out that uh, Trump was, was the president-elect. And I kept saying that, like, you know, we think that everybody was thinking about, like, the day after, the month after, what would happen. I mean, I was like, you know, I really, what really kind of scares me, and I think I said it on the, on our show, like, the thing that really scares me is the, the things that we're not going to hear about. It's not the overt things that are going to happen. It's the things that we're not going to hear about. It's the things that are going to happen, and you're not going to see the effects of it until, like, years later. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like this is one of those things. The things of... It sounds so good because it seems like, oh, all of these people are getting cut. But a lot of the cuts that come for the middle class have an expiration date. An expiration date that comes the the that comes that's going to come by really soon. And so in less than a decade, we'll see a lot of changes in what the tax rate is for the middle class. And because it's estimated to, I think, at something like one point three trillion dollars to the deficit at some point in time, somebody's going to have to pay for that. Who do you think is going to pay for that? It's going to be us. And so that part of it is just kind of like, dang, man, here it is. Like it's happening. Like we're watching it. We're literally living through what we know is going to be history. What we know is going to be in somebody's history books. And hopefully it's being discussed and dissected in a way that's like, but we knew that this was going to happen. Why would we make this choice? Like, why would this be a thing? Mm hmm. And, you know, it's it's it, it rolls back the mandatory minimum. Um, I'm not mandatory minimum, the um, mandatory um, the, insurance yeah, the individual um, mandate, individual mandate. Yeah. Um, and so that causes a shift with Obamacare. 
And so he says he's overturned Obamacare like he promised because this this rolling, will basically gut it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he kind of didn't get it the way he wanted, but he kind of got it through the back door. And so I'm interested to see how that's going to affect people's premiums. Um, obviously, that's going to make them skyrocket. Uh, and and Angela was talking about to someone on um, to someone who was pro the tax bill. And she was like, do you realize this is going to he was like using a, he has Obamacare. And he was like, his premiums are already, I think, three hundred dollars a month per uh, family member. So he's uh, almost a thousand dollars a month, three of them. And she was like, you realize that's going to increase. Exactly. And he was like, it's our and his his thing was, I'm already paying too much with Obamacare. She was like, but it's going to increase. It's going to increase. Right. (laughs) Or you're just not going to have insurance. That's the thing. Like, it's going to increase or you're not going to have insurance. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I think it becomes frustrating. I was I list I was listening to uh, some interviews that CNN was doing. They were going around and basically asking people, you know, how do you feel about this first one year, this first year, like the first year, being ten months in? What do you think thus far? What do you, um, what can you say that has actually happened that's been that's benefited you? And there was one guy that was like, oh, I just got a job. Um, a few a few months ago and um, I know that I got the job because the, the business was looking for they're they're excited about what what Trump is doing with this tax thing and so that's when they started hiring people wait what <laughs> so she was like oh so what proof do you have of that right he was like well I wasn't able to get I applied for the same place when um the when Obama was president and I didn't get hired what <laughs> like, and so I think for me is it's it's kind of the frustration of, yo, you don't even really know. People keep telling you that this is gonna affect you in a certain way, and you can't even see this. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not even the things that you're making, the the statements that you're making, the reasons that you're supporting something. It just doesn't even make any sense. Like for real, for real. But you, I think what. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I I know what boosted it for some people in their minds is that like Wells Fargo, AT&T all made announcements. So Wells Fargo said um, they're hiking its hourly pay rate to $15 and will aim for $400 million in philanthropic donations next year due to the newly passed GOP tax bill. And the AT&T announced it will pay a special $1,000 bonus for more than 200000 AT&T U.S employees due to the tax reform and there's other people who are saying they're going to raise their rates because of the tax the tax so it's for republicans they use that as the win like to show that this is actually taking effect um and helping the economy and boosting wages like we we say it well i feel like we all know the outcome but you know we shall see (laughs) Hey, let's um because I it's almost cyclical and I feel like we see these things happen over and over again, but you know what? Let's we shall see. We let's let's maintain hope. <laughs> and you know, we will 
look forward to. But I'm sure these companies were the companies lobbying for this tax bill anyway. So they had to do something exactly. to help with the But, you know, okay, cool. If that's what's going to happen, if, if this is going to turn around, let's walk in this space. But then when we start to see it not happening, it's just... I, start talking to me then about the BS that you're going to have the excuses. Oh, it's going to take time. And Oh, you know, Oh, they just reported all of these, this incredible, these incredible 2019 record numbers of profits. Oh, but the jobs are it's slowly coming in. We you can't just do it over. I just hearing the bull that's going to come along with this is just almost it's sickening. Again, I feel like we are watching history we're living history. We're watching these mistakes be made. And it's like, I know that this is going to be really bad for so many of us. But, you know, we just have to <laughs> let the po- let the powers that be do it and try to impress upon people like this is why we got to vote. Yo, we have to vote. We have to get involved. We have to know what's going on. We got to press on people. We got to be writing letters. We have so like you have to be engaged. You got to be involved to know what's going on so that you can really try to swing and move and 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 organize people to do, make things change because otherwise we literally have to sit by and watch I was going to say hell hell uh come to earth, but I don't know. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in some light in some this was such a heart, some heartwarming news. Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas reconciled on um, TV, and I didn't see their full interview, but I saw the clip. Um, that was there was an even shorter clip, the one that I sent you, but there was an one that was uh, that had thirty more seconds on it. That kind of ex- where he talked about. Um, he was like Magic was like you know. My my wife has been telling me I need to talk to you. My mom and dad have been telling me I need to talk to you. Like, we need to make this right. And so he was just like, we're going to do this. And then he was just like, I'm sorry. And as soon as it's like, as soon as he said he was sorry, he didn't even get the full thing out. Like, Isaiah Thomas just was broken. Like, it's like he needed those words. Yeah. Um, And he was like, it hurt me too, man. And I was like, I teared up. I was like, man, that's real. Because, yeah. um, I mean, you've had, we've all had those situations of relationships that we kind of, they're just out there and we don't really know what to do with them sometimes. Right. But it's it's like, it leaves that, that kind of gap, like <laughs> a, a hole in your heart where you're like, and so to see them do that, um, I really felt that. So it was, it was. It was amazing to see um, them reconcile and to see two grown men, black men, um, embrace each other on TV. And it's and it's just like people don't see it as a negative. They see it as a positive. Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see anybody demonizing um, them. I'm sure it was some people, some ignorant people out there. But to see them like really hug and cry and even magic kiss them on his cheek. Yeah. Afterwards, it's like, you know, it was all love. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to see people didn't try to pervert that moment. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, if if you did, though, you are really sick. Like, (laughs) if you perverted that moment, you're extremely sick. Without even just seeing it, without even knowing, 
you know, the backstory of what happened. But just seeing the clip that you sent me in the exchange, it was something that was so real because you understood like they that had that moment of him saying, I'm sorry. And Isaiah Thomas breaking down in tears and, you know, and really trying to fight it back. And it was kind of like this whole like, yo, this really moved me. This shook me to my core. You know what I'm saying? Just hearing you apologize and then us having this moment where it's this embrace, which is like, yo, I can... I'm tearing down all of the success that I've had, all of the great things that have come, you know, out of my life. I'm still not big enough. I'm not so big that I can't come back and be human and show emotion. And then, you know, just apologize because I felt justified in whatever. And seeing that kind of play out, I feel like that was there's something that's freeing to so many people to know that, you know what? Because I think we always think about, and I know I think about this, right? When somebody hurts you or offends you, you start thinking about, you know what? They're going to see. I remember being upset with one of my friends about something that had nothing to do with, like, career success. But um, this is actually my best friend. And we got into an argument. And so I was telling another friend how I was frustrated. And I was like, you know what? Because I'm going to be successful. And I'm, And one of my other friends was like, did you realize that they never said that you weren't going to be successful? you had a problem about something else and so i think sometimes a lot of times how we prove people wrong is to do good at something else and become super standout and like be on top of our game in another area and it's like but you realize that nobody didn't want you to be successful and so to know that they have gone on to be successful and to have that success and to still be able to say that like i should come back and apologize and have this conversation with you like that's huge. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. Because they both got families, I believe. Yeah. And they, like you know, and to see that that was like it just lets you know that like no matter how much success you have, no matter how much love you have from other people, it still if you leave stuff out there, it still bothers you. Right. So it was. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I love the moment. It's definitely challenge. I saw people saying they was going. Um, I saw people posting this grown men and women like this made me know that i gotta get it right and i gotta make some phone calls yeah i was like dang that's that's powerful yeah i i I really think the whole the moment in itself was super powerful and i'm glad to see that it played out the way that it did i'm glad to see that i haven't seen anything that's like crazy online or um you know the thing that always happens is we end up turning everything into like a funny meme and it seemed Mm -hmm. like everybody took this moment seriously and was like Hey, this is mad respect for this moment. This was a really dope moment. So, shout out to, excuse me, shout out for the to them for doing that, guys. I'm really sorry. I feel like I'm all over the place. I'm trying to breathe and talk, <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta blow my nose and cough. So, but this is real dedication and love, yo. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll let uh, Randall take up during our break. We'll let Randall uh, <laughs> cough and blow his nose. But let us know what y'all think about this tax bill. Let us know what you think about Diddy and buying the Panthers. Let us know what you think about um, Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas. Did it touch you as much as it touched us? Um, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, hashtag ChatBC. And we'll be back with our main dish. <laughs> All 
right, we're back with our main dish today. Is, we want to talk about Christmas. It, it's the Christmas season, and I cannot believe that it is Christmas, yo. Like already, this year has gone completely like by in a flash. I swear, twenty seventeen just started, <laughs> and we are already about the end of twenty eighteen. I'm like, what, man? I don't even have no leaving the twenty seventeen thing. Um, yeah, but. Uh yeah, so it's Christmas time, and we want to talk about holiday traditions that we like and don't like. Um, for me, Christmas, as I've gotten older, it really doesn't mean as much. I know, for me as a Christian, I celebrate the birth of Jesus, but I mean, I go to church every Sunday, so I kind of it's kind of a continual celebration. Right. So it's not, <laughs> it's not a focused dedication for me. And then when I was younger, I just used to like it because I would get gifts and I get the gift component. I like getting gifts, but at the same time, I don't really, I, if, if I don't get anything for Christmas, I won't really be mad at all. Wow. Um, it's not, I'm, I know I'm going to get something, um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't I won't be bothered if I don't. But you know one thing I don't like about Christmas season? What's that? Christmas music. I've never liked Christmas music. What? I have a homeboy that listens to Christmas music year, year round. I'm, but I don't I'm also like, your other homeboy that does that. I love Christmas music. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I let it so good. But I mean, I don't if it come on, I I mean, I might change the channel cuz I really it's just you know, wow. I like boys, but I mean, it's not like I'm not pressed to listen to it. Um, how can you? I don't know. How can you not like Christmas music? I feel like Christmas music is always is music is always happy. Like no matter when you listen to it. I did like Chris Brown singing this Christmas on this how, uh, that movie. I feel like that's probably for some like you're like attracted to Chris Brown reasons. Though. I don't think that's really <laughs> that don't really count. Like, I always feel like that. Like, mm, I don't know if that really counts. But I like, I'm a fan of Chris Brown. Yeah. So it's a, it's for other reasons. It's, it's not just like a. No, it's not like his looks, though. It's just like, I think he's, I think he's talented. No, I he is. He really... Well, I'm not taking away from his talent, but I don't know if you just like him. Just, you'd like that song just because. <laughs> yeah. Because, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you do. I think. I do. I, I'm not a really attracted to Chris Brown. Okay. Yeah, I, all the tattoos. You know, I I like clean cut. I did, he got too much going on right now. What well, time he was? A, I don't know. Wasn't he a clean cut? He, he but he looked young. like a kid then. That's true. He still I had a little he teenage boy. Yeah, he looked like a kid. He looked like my little brother. Mm. So I wasn't. Yeah. And now that he's older, he just look. He went from one extreme to another. Well. I think for Christmas time for me, I am. So I actually love. I like holidays in general. I feel like post, they kind of shifted for me a lot. Um, even now this this year, like I'm not gonna be going home with my family until <clears throat> I. It made me kind of realize that, like you know, at a certain age of life, life kind of shifts, and you got to start creating like your own Christmases. And I used to think I used to see people they used to do like a friends giving or a friends Christmas and I used to be like, Ah they ain't got no family. But then I think like once you kinda get to a certain age and you know, you're like removed, you don't live in the same city anymore, 
everybody doesn't live in the same like in one house like you guys kind of you start to you know you have other things going on and like and so it's like oh well there's one holiday for me there's one holiday that i go home to be with my family there's another holiday that i'm gonna do some things with like my friends um but the one thing that kind of frustrates me really about christmas time specifically is just kind of like this extreme expectation of gift buying Mm -hmm. i think that and i was trying to have this conversation with somebody and try to explain to them that it is not so much about like oh i'm being cheap uh but it's more so just about I, i there was one year that i went and i didn't have a lot of money i maybe had like maybe a hundred dollars that i should have spent or could have spent and I remember going out and like trying to buy, I had this list of people because I have a pretty sizable immediate family with siblings. Even if I just get my siblings, if I just focus on my siblings, I'm getting like seven gifts. This is not Mm -hmm. including like step siblings. These are just like, you know, so it's like, I got a lot of people to get gifts for them. Then start thinking about like my mom, my stepmom, and, it's just a lot. If I consider friends or whatever, like it's a lot of gifts to get. Um, and so for me, I was just kind of running around doing all that stuff. And I remember having a conversation with somebody maybe a few months later and asking them about the Christmas gift that I got them. And they didn't even remember. And I was like, <laughs> this wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't like a, a Smojo gift. Like I got you some socks or something. This was actually something that I got you. I think I maybe have got like a pair of shoes or something like that. But it was like something that like you should know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like a Smojo gift, but it just kind of reminded me that I feel like we go through all of this stuff to get all of these gifts. And at the end of the day, you know, unless you're a kid, it really doesn't matter. Um, Like you're not really thinking about it. I think that for me, I've kind of modified my decision to get Christmas gifts based on like what a person needs or wants are. So like. I have a friend that like needs, I feel like I shouldn't say it. Gosh, I couldn't say it. Cause I feel like I'm gonna say it now. It's going to come out before <laughs> Christmas. Is over. So I have a friend that has a need and I'm going to fulfill one of those needs for a friend. Right. And mm-hmm. it's really just based off of this friend kind of just being like, Oh, you know, I got a lot of stuff. Dang. I feel like anytime I say it, it's going to like give it away. Hey, Okay, so you're meeting a need for a friend because it's Christmas time and you feel like exactly that's the best way to meet that's the, the best to do Christmas. time to meet the need. Mm-hmm. Or let's say like if, you know, I was talking to a friend and they were kind of like, oh, I really want this thing. Like, I really just really want this thing. A thing I really like is something I'm into. And I was out and I saw the thing. I'd be like, oh, I'll get that for my friend. But it's not like on a. I'm expected to get you a gift or you're expected to give me a gift or like, we got to do something. I feel like that's only like the only time you should expect somebody to get you something. If you guys are like dating or in a relationship, that's probably the only time it's like, Hey, I'm going to get you something. Cause on this special day, I want you to know that like, Hey, I, I got you something because of who you are. But other than that, it's like, that shouldn't really be an expectation of, a gift because I don't know. I just feel like it becomes so cumbersome and, and it's like not something that really means anything. I really feel like in terms of Christmas itself, gift giving is really about children. I think that the idea, even if you're somebody that subscribes to 
the idea of Santa Claus or not. That one thing I remember growing up and having this, like this expectation and excitement of waiting for Christmas and wanting to open my gifts. And this is the day that you got, you know, some days out from school. So you got like a week and you can just have a good time and enjoy this stuff. Like to me, that's about, that's about kids. And so I'm, I'm, I'm all for, and I'm, I'm all here for doing that for kids and like letting kids have that moment. But I feel like once you become an adult, I don't know, your friends and your family members, like maybe we can pick names if we want to do a gift exchange. But other than that, it's like, you know, so many people, you can go broke trying to buy all these Christmas gifts. Like, I don't know. For me, that's one of those things that's just like, uh, it's something that everybody subscribes to. And I was trying to, again, I was trying to explain this to a friend. They were like, I feel like you are being cheap. And I'm like, no, it's not about being cheap, but I just don't know what buying all of these gifts are. Like, I'm probably not going to go to the dollar store. I don't want to go to the dollar store and get you no gift. I don't even want to go to target to get you like some smojo cheap gift. I want to get you like a substantial gift, which is probably going to cost like a few hundred dollars. I don't have a few hundred dollars to spend on 30 people. That's just a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot. Like, Come on, yo. I don't think that that that's the one thing in Christmas time is like that kind of that expectation or that kind of like norm, if you will. I just wish we got rid of that because that's not the best to me. Yeah, I think maybe you could do like pull a name. You know how people say or just a group of friends just do the gift exchange. So everybody just has to do one this yeah. particular person. Yeah, it'd be easier. I know families that do that, too. Right, so not so, to put too much weight on the person. So maybe, and the limit is twenty dollars. So you can't like you can't exceed a twenty dollar gift. So nobody won't feel bad if somebody buys a three. Somebody buys somebody an iPhone and then somebody buys somebody, you know. Right. So I did it with um my siblings. We did it one year and I think our limit was like forty dollars or something like that. Um and that worked out for that year, but then it was still one of those things that was like you know, somebody got like a $40 gift, somebody got like a $5 gift. And so it's kind of like, uh, this is really not, you know what I'm saying? Isn't it really not equal? But I think it, it, just for me, I've, I've seen, I know so many people that have that expectation, um, of, well, it's Christmas time. So I'm going to get, I'm going to get all these gifts. And I'm just kind of like, I remember somebody telling me when I was like younger, you know, when you turn 18, Christmas isn't the same. Um, and I remember, I feel like it happened just that very way. I remember turning 18 and my mom was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was just kind of like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Like, I guess I want a new cell phone. Like, I already have a car. Um, I don't really know. Like, I can use money all the time, but there's really not much that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want this. I need this. I need this. And then j- definitely becoming an adult. For the most part, and I say this all the time to people, um, of course, for my birthday, like my birthday is eight days before Christmas. So people are always like, what do you want from your for your birthday? And I'm like, it's really tough at this time. I feel like you have to catch me at a time where maybe I say something um, or I mentioned that I want something, but that I haven't gotten. Because typically, if I want something at this stage in life, I just go and buy it. And so 
there's I'm not really walking around with like this long list of things that I want partially because I'm not interested in so many things that's going to require me to spend unnecessary money because like when you I become an adult it was like uh I don't want to do that um I prefer to like travel somewhere for an experience and then also just in that it's kind of like uh I don't know certain things to me are somebody got me a book to me that's like wow you bought me this book like cool this is really dope um, ah, even if it's like you gifted me something, uh, I've had somebody gift me like an album, um, cause I still buy music and they'll be like, Oh, I know that you like this album. I heard you haven't bought it yet. I'm going to give you this album or bought me like an iTunes gift card to me. That kind of stuff is like, Oh, I can use this cause I'm going to buy like content or somebody, uh, told me that they were thinking about buying me a new microphone to record for brunch culture. And I was like, Oh, that's great. Like, you know what I mean? It's stuff like that. Things that have meaning, but not things that not as just like, Oh, you're just out, you know, buy me something just because like, I need something that has like some sort of meaning. to So you don't want nobody to just go buy you a polo shirt. Yeah, no, maybe. (laughs) So, so I'll say this. One of my, one of my friends bought me a pair of Jordans for my birthday. So one of my really good friends bought me a pair of Jordans. But the backstory in that was, first off, I really like red shoes. The second thing is I've never owned a pair of like new Jordans. The only Jordans I've ever had in my life is uh, hand-me-downs, right? Mm-hmm. So my friend is a sneakerhead, Jordan head, loves Jordans, and was like, you know what? I want to get you this for your birthday you did like yo you work hard you should go you you should have these these are really nice i'm gonna you know do what i gotta do and 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 get them amazing birthday gift right if i didn't get this i wouldn't be mad but it was like it's amazing because it has like some sort of meaning there's a whole other like backstory in terms of like the hand-me-down shoes and what i had to do to get those hand-me-down shoes and who those hand-me-down shoes kind of came from and it's a whole kind of like backstory that wasn't the best but it was just kind of cool and me sharing this kind of to a friend that's like a brother and it was just like yo i got you bro like i'm gonna get you some shoes for your birthday and it's like yo this is really dope but like if i didn't get those shoes i wouldn't be mad you know what i'm saying but like Mm -hmm. something like a regular polo shirt it's just kind of like thank you like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deny the gift but i think it's just more of the I want people to know that I don't have the expectation for you to get it. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to feel like you got to go break your neck to go buy me a polo shirt because I'm fine either way. Like you showing up to like hang out with me or showing me love that to me means the world. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's what's really important. I feel like when it comes to the holidays, we lose kind of, I don't want to be one of those people that's like a negative near like, oh, it's not all about that. But I feel like we kind of lose what's the, the importance truly of like, yo, we should be wanting to spend time with each other. Um, and, and it's about like you doing something. Maybe you got me something that really meant something. And it's that whole process that went into it. Like as opposed to, oh, you just got me an item that I can't associate with my life. You know, this is going to be one other thing that I got to like find a space for in my house. I got too much crap as it is. Let's just throw it all away. I don't know. Yeah. I And I think that really goes to how much you value a person because I, I know that when I, I do gifts that actually have deep meaning, it's because I care. So I put extra thought into it. 
And it's not about like, you know, the amount of money you spend, but the significance. I remember one time I got a friend a collage of all their um, highlight moments because I thought that was important to them. Right. Which wasn't like, you know, I didn't spend necessarily a whole bunch of money, but I had to, you know, do the Photoshop and get pictures and do that. <coughs> but it's those kind of gifts that I think that make the most impact because it's like you really put that thought behind it, that effort to make it special for the person. Right, right. So, and in this age of gift giving, you could honestly just go on Amazon and put a whole bunch of stuff in your cart and prime it. Exactly. <laughs> and it really <laughs> or means just buy nothing. gift cards. Yeah. yeah. And it really can mean nothing. And so I think that that's that's for me. That's why I mean, that's why this that whole expectation of like you got to get somebody a gift during this season, honestly, that becomes the thing that I get frustrated the most with cuz it's like, yo, I mean, Honestly, I can buy you all this stuff and it honestly can mean nothing. And I mean, you'll get it and have it now and use it. And then in like in 10 years, maybe even a few months, that thing is kind of old. It doesn't mean nothing. You don't even remember it. You know what I'm saying? Like it really is not that big of a deal. But if you give me something that has some sort of like value, like sentimental value or something that I can remember. Um, I remember even getting since I've been an adult, somebody bought me a journal one time. And it was actually kind of one of the coolest like gifts. I was super excited about it. I actually still have the journal. Um, and I go back to it and I remember I got this as a gift. The person wrote a message in it and wanted me to buy it. One of my friends actually for my birthday, um, one of my friends bought me a Bible and had my and like just wrote a nice message in the front of it. And that's nice. Yeah, it was so it was kind of so dope because it came maybe shortly after I'd gotten um, baptized and my birthday came up and it was just kind of like, it just fit. You know what I'm saying? Like it really hit just fit. And it was like a personalized Bible and they wrote like a nice message in it. And it was just real dope. I was like, yo, this fits. This makes sense. This is good. You know, don't just go out, mommy, no random stuff being like, Hey, I think you'll like this. Well, why, why do you think I like this? I ain't never said nothing about this. Like, why would you buy you know what i'm saying like i don't know yeah i love thoughtful gifts one of my friends one time got me a, a cc winans i'm a obsessed cc winans fan mm-hmm. so i wanted um cc winans to i said i just randomly said i want cc winans to call me on my birthday and say happy <laughs> birthday <laughs> which yeah but it, they tried to do that but what they did Instead, was have her send me a personalized birthday note, like autographed. That oh, was nice. really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really nice. And then they got me a plane ticket home yeah. when I moved. So, I mean, those kinds of thoughtful gifts are really, really, um, uh, you know, it's like you put effort into it. You thought about it. It made sense. You didn't just go hit the hit Amazon and get something. Right, so, right. And so that kind of leads into, so we talked about things we don't like, things that I do like. Something that I really do like um, during this time is, I think it really is, and this is going to sound real like lame. um, I really like seeing people happy and seeing people smile. And I feel like the one thing, especially on social media that you see a lot of, even if it's people perpetrating is that everybody just genuinely seems kind of like happy. We don't really see too many like Grinches around. Um, And that actually, it makes me feel good because I feel like these are the times that like 
there's some sort of, especially amongst black people. I love seeing when there's like a tradition of families getting together and playing cards or families getting together and like cooking together and eating and everybody's kind of showing off them with this cousin and that uncle and this auntie or, you know, these friends are getting together. I feel like for me, there's so many things, especially now where it's like stressors all the time, day in and day out. We see like chaos and, and just, you know, just negative energy and negative things around that. I feel like holiday season time We'll, you kind of see people kind of cheer up more and um, kind of post more positive things, even if it's just like fronting. And I, I really appreciate that. That is that's like and I think that's probably why I like Christmas music so much, because I just like I like when people are kind of good and in a good space and got a good vibe on and like just seem to be really positive about themselves and about life and like looking forward to something good and like going to something that's that's good and positive so that's the one thing that every year i'm looking forward to it although this year i feel like dang like it's here already but I, i'm always happy to see because i i feel like you go on social media you see or just even being around people people just seem to be a bit more nicer during this time at least in my experience yeah that is true i guess the only thing I would say is that I think all of my friends d- forgot that it was Christmas too. So it's yeah, like, probably. I don't feel like Christmas. <laughs> nobody, like nobody's, even when I went to the store, I didn't see like people chippery. But I mean, when I did go to the mall, I kind of just went to the Apple store and everybody just seemed aggravated and wanted to get what they wanted to get. Right, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds but like I, Apple I, at I Christmas. I, you know what I do like? I like to go see the lights. Like, I do genuinely like to go see lights. Yeah. And we, the crazy thing is I don't like Christmas music, but I do like to go. It reminds me of when I was a little kid and we used to all get in the car and ride around to see lights. I thought that was Ooh, cool. Ooh, Christmas lights! We used to say it was... <laughs> We said that every it was so bad. Me and my two sisters, we'd be in a car, and it was like the same tone. The same every time you saw Christmas lights, you just go, "Ooh, Christmas lights!" <laughs> like it was. It's so like we said with that same level of like monotone, like this this like forced enthusiasm. Like it's really not a big thing, but yeah, that was our thing. Yeah, and it what's so crazy about it is that like you know there's some neighborhoods in Jacksonville that every house is decorated on the street. Mm-hmm. So everybody would go to that neighborhood and look at it and um I kinda wanna go I might go out to Saint Augustine and look at those lights. Oh they, they Saint Augustine they yeah, they really have like they do it up. I remember seeing them like one year. My mom, that was kinda like our treat was we would she would put us we'd go in the car and she just drive around to places that she knew had lights or places that we would just like see if anybody had lights and we would just go around and just look at Christmas lights. That was really dope. Yeah. So that's that's what I mean to me brings me the most joy about Christmas, the lights. Yeah. I feel like at this at real and we said it before. But at this stage, it's just a little it's a little different. I really feel like Christmas for me is a it's a kids holiday like it really is about children and at least for me it is it's about seeing them smile seeing them be happy you know 
seeing this whole mode of like, I've been wanting this thing and I get it. Um, and when I say that, I'm not saying like, it's not about like, you know, Christ and all that stuff. I'm not, don't jump on my neck. I'm not saying that. I'm simply just saying, cause I, as I was talking, I'm I was not, like, I'm not, I'm not Juanita Bonham. So don't worry. Right. About as me. I was thinking about that, I was like, I'm sure somebody would be like, Oh, well it really is about Jesus. Like I get that. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying the, in, in action, if you will, that's it's it really is about like you know children if you don't have children i feel like christmas is a really it's a completely different holiday or can be a completely different holiday and so at that point in time it really just becomes about you know the connections and spending time with your family and your friends and um even i I remember even like getting older and my brother and um, my cousin and i we would always go to the movies and that was kind of like our thing and we would just kind of have like a wind down powwow so that was the thing that we looked forward to um and i actually even told my friends this year like yo you know i'm either gonna go to one of y'all's house or i might even cook which i still haven't decided i might cook invite some people over we can play some games and then go check out a movie. Um, whatever movie is going to come out on Christmas, we can go check that out and kind of start that as like a tradition or a thing. So I feel like it's a little different if you don't have children um, in general. But I think that's just kind of like, you know, it, it, it life shifts. And we've we've I've, I think we've kind of talked about this before, maybe even just you and I personally, but as you age, like life starts to shift and you start to view things differently. Um, and I think that Christmas is one of those things that you have to start like new traditions for yourself or try to find new things that you like so that you can have new things to value during that time and like look forward to, um, which is why I thought it would be cool for us to just kind of, you know, like have this discussion and put things out there. Cause I feel like there's definitely things that annoy us, about Christmas and then there's some things that maybe we don't know but I haven't thought about but we should be looking forward to you know like during this time I look forward to seeing people be happy I look forward to being able to like have those moments with whatever people that we can go and create our thing so it's like I know that on Christmas day you know with my circle and with this stage that I am in life now especially being away from home I know that this is going to be the day that we're going to all get together and like laugh and joke and play games and have drinks, but cook good, cook good food and listen to music and all those things. Like I have new things to look forward to as opposed to just like, dang, it's not the same. Cause when I was like, I don't know, 14, I used to always have all these gifts. You know what I'm saying? Like we mm-hmm. start just kind of changing it and figuring out like what works and what doesn't work and just doing stuff differently. Yeah. So y'all let us know what y'all think about Christmas. What do you like? What you dislike? Hashtag ChatBC on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And we'll be back with our toast or roast. All right, folks, we are back and it is time for our toast or roast. And I'm going to kick it off this week with a very bittersweet roast and y'all know that i love this company it's it's a roast to apple and i love this company so it's gonna be super hard for me to go in really bad but yesterday um articles start to surface and i actually got it sent to me last night that apple admitted that after one year um they throttle or they basically intentionally 
slow down the speeds of their phones. <sighs> and this is a bad thing because people have speculated that when new phones come out, their phones start to malfunction. They don't work as good as they used to when they upgrade to new software. Um, the new software update will sometimes kind of like cripple their phone in some sort of way, make it not as functional as it used to be. Um, as somebody that is an a Apple advocate that always advocates for Apple all the time. I've always assured to people that that's a conspiracy theory. It doesn't make any sense. No, <laughs> it's crazy. You know, wow. It sounds like there would be a benefit honestly people would just get so frustrated with these products that they would stop buying them so there's no possible way that apple is doing it so i'm gonna say that there's a there's there's some reason behind what why apple is doing it and i kind of to some degree get what they're trying to say but my my real issue with them is that if you knew that you were doing this so <clears throat> if you knew that you were doing this and this was a thing that you were going to do to preserve the life and the functionality of the phone, then it's something that you should have put out in the forefront and let people know, maybe call it a program, um, you know, explained it beforehand so people can expect it as opposed to not telling people, have somebody kind of debunk your, your uh, statement that it's not a thing. And then you come out and say, okay, well, this actually is a thing. So basically the whole reason that Apple does this thing is because Apple is saying that the, after one year, the functionality of the, the batteries on starting with the, and they've only apparently been doing this for a year. So I guess that, you know, that, that helps, but the, the battery function of the phone um, is not as good as it is when it's brand new and fresh out of the box. So what Apple does is they intentionally write, they put code in the software that if you don't have an optimized, optimally working phone, it's going to slow down the function of your phone just so that your battery won't be drained and so that the, the phone and the software itself can still work seamless. Now, when they say slow down, they're not saying that they're trying to cripple the phone. So you're not going to be able to use it. They simply are just saying that, Hey, some functions are going to be coded to take a little bit longer, maybe like a second or two longer than it will on a newer phone. Why? Because the battery doesn't have the capacity. Kind of makes sense. It's cool. But why I'm roasting Apple is because Apple refused to tell anybody this. They didn't even want to tell us. They didn't, they didn't even want to say anything when the uh, the guy that did the test actually tried to well, prove that, hey, this phone is noticeably slower once I upgrade to this OS. And it's still supposed to be a new phone. The phone is only a year old. So Apple released a statement basically saying it is really jacked up. It's real shady. I'm interested to see how Apple swings this PR move. I've seen people talk about it, but I don't see it being the big blowout that I think it will be. But again, the story just broke yesterday. So it usually takes people a little while to kind of get on the start saying it. I'm interested to see how Apple is going to tackle this and what they're going to say going forward. Um, I'm hoping that in exposing this, that, you know, we get some some changes and some things done better. But it actually is pretty discouraging uh, to know that Apple as a company is doing something like this. We didn't know about it, but so many people end up wanting to get a new phone because they want their phone to work faster. I'll admit myself, I still have my iPhone 7 Plus. I've been hanging on for not getting the I iPhone 10 or getting I'm like surprised. an 8 Plus. Yeah, everybody's surprised. I ain't gonna lie, I'm surprising myself as well. <clears throat> but I told myself the only reason I want to get it is the camera and then playing around my friend's phone. I'm like the camera and the speed because 
my phone still moves fine, but I have a lot of times where I feel like my phone is locking up now or it's taking a, it's hasn't it's having to think about something to do it and I'm like, no, just do the function. But then I get their phones and I'm like, you see how fast this is? Like you're just kind of whipping away and doing multiple things and my phone should be doing the same thing. So I'm roasting Apple. Um I just don't know Apple, man. I feel like, you know, I'm out here fighting for y'all day to day and y'all just letting me down. So get it together. <laughs> yeah, they I've been noticed that they do that every every time. So it's good that they let us know that they were doing what we all knew they were doing. <sighs> it's difficult, but I'm still not going to upgrade my phone cuz I just got this one in February, so. Yeah, anybody got time for that? Ain't nobody got time. So today I just want to toast uh my co-host because it was his birthday on December 17th and I meant to say it last week. Uh but Y'all already know he mentioned that it was his birthday. So happy birthday, Randall. You are 21 years old. 21. Thank uh, you. Yeah. And uh, we're getting old. Uh, <laughs> to have achieved so much to what you've achieved, to have a master's and a bachelor's at 21 is amazing. Thank so congratulations so to you. Uh, I hope this year uh, you are granted with the desires of your heart. Um, and that 31 and well, 21, what, what? uh, 30s to say, new wait, 20. Excuse me, excuse me, 21. Jay Z said 30s to new 20. You remember? So we just giving decrease in it. Well, let's just uh, say 21, though. We can just 21, 21. yeah, 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope you get all the desire you got from your desires of your heart, and that 2018 is amazing. I just believe I'm optimistic about 2018. I think it's going to be a lit year. So I'm with it. Yeah. So uh, toast to you, Randall, and happy birthday again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And we're going to leave y'all with today's good vibe. Today's good vibe is from Craig Rochelle. It says the best way to lose control is to try to control everything. That's so true. Yeah, that's it. I feel like that is my that has been the story of my life in so many places. But you really stuff when you're trying to like be on top, not even be on top of it, but you're trying to control and make sure everything happened a certain way. That's when the whole thing fall apart. Certain things you got to like do your part. You got to be in the know. You got to be aware of certain things and be active and other things. You kind of be like, you know what? Like come what may. (laughs) Yep. Cause we can't control everything. We can't do it. We just can't. Only God can do that. So thank you for listening to another episode of Brunch Culture. As always, you can catch all our past episodes at www.brunchculturebc.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Brunch Culture, on Instagram at Brunch underscore culture, on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture. You can follow us on, you can subscribe on Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Just search Brunch Culture. You can listen on all those platforms. Even YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. Many people don't know about it, but you can listen on YouTube as well. And um, hashtag ChatBC to interact with us. You have anything else, Randall? Um, <clears throat> No, that's it. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Pray for me because I'm joking. <laughs> yes. And thank you for all who donated to uh, Randall's uh, Friends GoFundMe. Oh, we yes. appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. You guys are really, really incredible um, for doing that. I really appreciate it. My friend Kim says thank you, but I say thank you times like 10 million. You guys are really great. Thanks to everybody that I know personally and that I don't know personally that went on and signed up. It was amazing. It was definitely for amazing cause. God bless y'all. Thank y'all. 
Awesome. So uh, remember here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.